Life is a journey of exploration, learning, and growth. Basically, the world is full of fascinating stuff. Join me, Aristides Marousas, as I uncover interesting facts and discuss big ideas on Stuff Explained from the Motley Experience. Experience your world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this big idea episode of Stuff Explained from the Motley Experience. And I'm going to continue on this wellness kick that I've been on. Uh, specifically, I want to discuss the idea um, or the act, rather, of speaking to yourself and why that's so important. And it's even more important for each and every one of us to be able to observe, learn from, and change, if necessary, the way in which we have those inner conversations and maybe even outside conversations to ourselves. So how you speak to yourself and how we speak to ourselves, it dictates how, one, how others speak to you and how you speak to others. And I believe I've covered this on another big idea episode on wellness in general and uh, self-love. But basically, because uh, I want to keep this episode as a whole short, um, if you happen to be speaking to yourself in a way which is demeaning or overly harsh or negative and you're caught in these dark and negative cycles, that's basically the bar that you've set for yourself in terms of what is acceptable conversation for you to be a part of. And so when someone else speaks to you in that way, it basically gets to a point, you know, maybe this isn't the case with everyone. I'm speaking very much from personal experience. As long as it's better than your internal conversations, you consider it to be okay. So if you have a very low bar, anything above that bar is okay to you. But that doesn't make it okay in general, if you get my point. Um, and beyond that, beyond how you receive communication, how you accept that, it also, and I didn't find this out until um, later, um, that it has a huge impact on how you speak to other people. And so I was always of the mindset that, you know, it's it's more of like your own self-worth and things like that and the kind of conversations that that you feel comfortable being a party to or the types of criticism you might feel like you deserve or, or don't deserve. But again, if you're setting that bar for yourself really low, you may unconsciously be speaking to other people in a way which is maybe not as of great extent as what you do to yourself, especially because I know there's plenty of us out there who are very harsh critics to, to ourselves, towards ourselves. Um, but it can still hurt other people. So if we just take a step back and, and, you know, sort of summarize this one point, how you speak to yourself dictates where the bar is set, what, what standard we set for ourselves in terms of how we um, give and receive communication. So that's one reason why it's so important for us to be able to understand how we speak to ourselves and be able to stop ourselves from uh, any type of negative or even destructive thoughts. So 
And the next point is how we speak to ourselves. It reveals our own personal beliefs and values, traumas, and the stories we tell ourselves about our history and future. Um, and sometimes this is difficult if you're really stuck in it and mired in it. It can be really difficult to be more objective and impartial. A lot of more you know spiritual leaning books and self help books um, say that you should be able to take a step back from your thoughts and just observe the thoughts. Be the silent observer of your own thoughts. And that can be easier said than done for a lot of people. Meditation helps with it. Um, I found that it helps and as well as um, a few other techniques which I'll go into towards the end. But the key takeaway here is internally, it is really crucial. And you know, I, I just spoke about this with the first point for you, for I, for anyone to be able to take a moment and see and almost and be able to observe, listen with your internal ear and feel the type of thoughts that you are having and whether they're more negative, whether they're positive, whether they're optimistic, pessimistic, whether they're abusive. It's, you know, abuse doesn't just happen from one person to another. Abuse can be self-abuse. It can be self-inflicted. And a lot of that self-infliction, it's not physical. It happens within the confines of your thoughts, of your mind. And being able to just observe that will shed so much light and insight into the inner workings of your mind and might even begin to point you towards where those came from, where those limiting beliefs, if you have, everyone has to some extent or another limiting beliefs that they picked up uh, through their childhood or adolescence or just adulthood, some sort of traumatic event happened to them. We all have it in some form or fashion. Your values, um, sometimes we need to change our values. Uh, values aren't inherently good. They're just essentially rules that we try to live by. And sometimes those rules can be more damaging than they are beneficial. And being able to observe your thoughts gives you the opportunity to determine that for yourself. And the stories we tell ourselves about our history and future, I think the easiest example is just victimizing yourself. And I've talked about this in forgiveness where um, we sort of attach our identities to some sort of event that might have happened. So whether you were abused or bullied um, or you failed at something, you then become uh, someone who is abused, someone who was bullied. You become someone who is a failure. And that's not true. Those are things that happen to you. You experience those things, but those don't define who you are. And oftentimes, unfortunately, our minds latch on to these things and that, that becomes part of our identity, which just feeds into these, these horrible loops. So again, just another important reason why it's it's super, super important. I can't stress that enough to be able to silently observe those thoughts. Now, sometimes living in your head isn't, isn't enough. I know for me uh, personally, I speak out loud to myself a ton. And that's why I really wanted to stress this point because there's kind of, you know, that taboo out there, that little, you know, kind of almost like a running joke where people who talk to themselves are crazy and stuff like that. And um, honestly, especially when, I, when I'm alone, I will speak out loud to myself, especially if there's a lot of noise in my head and I notice that I'm going over the same thing over and over and over again. It helps so much to just live outside my own head, even if I'm the only one there. Um, 
because when you start speaking out loud to yourself, you get your more of your physical body involved in it. Uh, I know, you know, I'm of, you know, Greek descent and we, you know, that culture speaks very much with it, with its hands, very animated. And so when I start speaking to myself, I get super animated and no one's watching. So you're less inhibited. So you might be a bit more dramatic than usual. And it almost becomes an, a physical activity to an extent, which really gets out a lot of, a lot of emotion and frustration. And I've gone on uh, rants to myself for hours at a time. And at the end of it, I feel relief. The problem itself may not be solved. I still may have those thoughts, but a lot of the pressure has been taken out. It's almost like you release the valve a little bit by doing this. And another positive of speaking out loud to yourself is that you are literally able to hear the tone and the words that you're using when you speak to yourself. So if you're angry, if you're berating yourself, if you're uh, super sad or apologetic, um, you might bring yourself to tears, you might make yourself laugh, You'll, you're able to experience what those words are. I remember when I had my big uh, revelation, so to speak, that my uh, self-talk was poor, because uh, I always, I guess I thought about it to an extent, but you know, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought I was being more realistic. I, I remember the moment where I was saying um, these things out loud to myself, uh, attacking myself, you know, basically saying like, oh, you're pathetic for this, that, the other. And I stopped and I was like, oh my God, of course I have uh, bad communication with loved ones and, you know, people around me think I could be too harsh or too negative or, you know, maybe even uh, abusive to an extent in the words I use. It's, it's not a surprise at all because this is how I speak to myself. And just like I mentioned earlier on in the episode, how you speak to yourself dictates how others speak to you and how you speak to others. And speaking out loud, you're able to actually hear all the intonations and the emotion that's imbued in these words that you might not be able to fully realize when it's just stuck in your head. And so it's, it's a very powerful exercise. Uh, and I think we should all think about it as, a, as an exercise that I use quite regularly. Stay up to date on all the latest content and announcements from The Motley Experience by visiting themotleyexperience.com forward slash connect, then enter your email address and become a member of the Insider Weekly Newsletter. Experience your world. Retcon Industries provides tailor-made music for professional wrestling, podcasts, trailers, and more, while also releasing their own original music. I personally have used Retcon Industries for professional wrestling and also for this podcast. All the music you hear in this podcast is by Retcon Industries. For more information, go to www.retconindustries.com or email my good friend Greg at retcongreg at gmail.com. You can also visit them on Facebook and Instagram at Retcon Industries.
So finally, I've talked about speaking out loud as an exercise, but I want to get into some other techniques that I've learned about that I found to be quite helpful. One of them is the woe technique, and I forget exactly where I picked this up, so unfortunately I can't give credit to where it's due. But essentially, when you feel yourself having these runaway thoughts, you take that moment, and this is part of being mindful and, and being present in the moment and being that silent observer, you're able to take a second and out loud, this works much, much better when you're able to do it out loud, you say, whoa, whoa easy there just stop calm down and there's just something about saying that like really you know hits the brakes i usually follow that up with some deep breathing and you know deep breathing you can use with or without this but i you know pair them up and um then i you know you speak some affirmations you can find what works for you this is what works for me and uh the affirmations don't have to be anything grandiose um for me it can be as simple as i'm okay right now i'm okay right now uh, or everything's going to be all right, um, or something along those lines, just to sort of calm you down and self-soothe and reaffirm that in this moment, you're safe. Whatever problem you are having most likely is not affecting you physically or, or threatening you in any way in this very moment. Uh, so hopefully you're you know at your home apartment, uh, maybe you're in your car or you're walking somewhere. You're in you're in a safe location if you're able to do this, and just you know making sure you get that affirmation that okay right now in this moment I'm okay. These are thoughts in my head, um, and then you know maybe ask yourself a different question uh, that helps too. So if you're stressed out about a particular. Um, event or outcome or something like that maybe i start reframing it a certain way maybe you're very anxious about an upcoming presentation you think about all the ways it's going to go wrong then maybe stop and ask yourself okay how can i make sure i'm more prepared for this instead of thinking about how unprepared you are how can i be more prepared for this presentation and again that's just a small example but there's a power to reframing questions that i found lately has been helping and that was kind of like a eureka type moment um where i learned that through some conversations and, and through some readings where if you're able to just reframe that and ask yourself a different question your brain goes into sort of question answer mode and it shifts your focus and you can feel this happening sometimes and it's really powerful you can actually feel i do anyways feel your brain shift gears almost and think okay there's this new problem we have to solve and if it's posed in a way where it's how can I do more of something good uh, in the presentation example instead of thinking about how oh my god I'm so unprepared asking the question how can I be more prepared using that type of uh, phraseology you're insinuating that you are already prepared you just want to be a bit more prepared and um, it, it's a powerful technique so the woe technique again I follow that up with some deep breathing a uh, couple affirmations. Um, you can go further with the affirmations if you want. This is just sort of if you find yourself caught in in the middle of this really toxic head spin of negativity and this you know cyclone of of despair and whatnot. Um, whoa, a couple deep breaths, a few affirmations along the lines of "I'm okay, I'm safe, everything's going to be okay, I got this," something like that, and then a rephrasing of questions. Um, and again, I usually try to do these out loud. 
I have, again, noticed personally that voicing this out loud uh, helps a lot more than just keeping everything in your head. Journaling is, is another big help um, and just writing that stuff down. Uh, but I found when you're speaking, there's less time that it takes and you get more of a um, honest representation of the kind of thoughts you'd have in your head. Whereas I've noticed, at least in my own experience, when I write, I, I almost unconsciously sometimes censor myself, uh, censor myself when, when I'm writing. And you know, because I want to write a certain way, I have uh, like, a, everyone has their own way of writing their own voice when they write. Whereas if you're just speaking, and it's right in the moment, you don't have really time to filter anything, you're by yourself, you're not worried about anyone overhearing you, a lot of truth comes out, you can hear that truth, you can analyze that, you can slice it up, figure out what's going on, um, and reframe whatever perceived issue you are having in that moment. So again, these are all things I found helpful. Um, I hope this episode gave you some food for thought. Again, it's all about how we speak to ourselves internally, internally, sorry, and externally, and how that dictates. We need to start with that. If we can fix that, we can begin to fix our relationships with others, how we communicate with others. Um, and in general, it improves our perspective on ourselves and life. But it all starts with the thoughts in your head and realizing that you can't control what pops up but you can control what you put attention on. And you can create new thoughts to overpower the ones you are currently having. Uh, so, you know, there's a bit of mind games in it, mind trickery. It's a muscle that needs to be worked, but definitely worth it. Um, something that I'm in the middle of working on. I have good days and bad days. Uh, sometimes it honestly feels like nothing I do works, but if you just keep trying, you know, it, it's honestly better than just sitting there and essentially letting it happen to you. So feel free to reach out at Motley Experience. That's M-O-T-L-E-Y-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. -E -E. On Twitter and Instagram, um, if you're reaching out on Twitter, please use the hashtag Stuff Explained on Instagram. Um, you know, if you want to DM or if you want to comment on anything, feel free to go, you know, go ahead and do that. We have a Facebook as well. Um, make sure to subscribe, share this podcast, leave a review if you could. Five stars would be awesome. Just, you know, obviously one, I'm going to be honest, it's a bit of an ego boost, but also just five star reviews and reviews in general really help boost um, the ranking of the podcast and the visibility to others. And sharing with friends and word of mouth helps also. Uh, so anything that you guys can do to help me would be absolutely fantastic. I really would like to spread what I feel. And if you're listening, I hope that you also share this sentiment, are uh, inspiring, educational, um, maybe even entertaining at times, uh, uh, facts, histories, and like this episode, big ideas, some food for thought. Um, you know, just chew on it a little bit. If you don't like it, don't use it. Um, give it a try. If it doesn't work, no, no harm, no foul. Uh, it's worked for me and I, I just think it can work for other people. Thank you very much for listening and uh, catch you next week on Stuff Explained. Stuff Explained is written and produced by me, Aristides Marousas, 
Music is produced by the talented Greg Massey of Retcon Industries. Visit themotleyexperience.com for more thoughtful original content, and you can also find links to the sources used for each episode of Stuff Explained. Like us on Facebook at The Motley Experience. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Motley Experience and use the hashtag Stuff Explained. If you like this episode, leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thank you for listening.